It's time to talk fantasy football. It's time to let them know where you let us crunch the numbers while you crush the competition. So grab your playbooks and crack a cold one because here's your hosts, Teak and Bainey. Welcome back, guys, to another episode. Today we're going to talk starts, but before that, I believe Bainey has a trivia question for us. Ooh. Yeah. Then we're going to so, move on to the mailbag segment here. Perfect. Yeah, so I got a little player A, player B quiz for you guys. So I'm going to go week by week, and then you tell me which player you would rather have on your roster. All right? So player A, week one, 15.5 points. Player B, 18.7. Week two, player A, 16.7. Player B, 9.2. Week three, player A, 11.7. Player B, 15.4. Which player would you rather have? I should wrote these down. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I was like... Um... Feel free to ask any questions. What are you thinking? Can can you uh, repeat player A? Yep. 15.5, 16.7, I'm going player B. Player B, okay. Um, What was the first and third game of player B again? Player B was 18.7 for week one, 9.2 for week two, 15.4 for week three. Yeah, I'm going player B. Wow. Okay, you guys are smart. Smart cookies. Uh, player A, fantasy points, 14.6. Okay, for the grand total. Average. Player B, 14.4 points average. Player B is actually Trevor Lawrence. Player A, Justin Fields. Justin Fields is 0.2 points per game average higher than Trevor Lawrence this year. How terrifying is that to think about? I thought thought it was going to be a receiver, honestly. No, no, it is. uh, That's what I was thinking, too. Absolutely scary to think that Justin Fields is 0.2 points per game average higher than Trevor Lawrence so far this year. Um. That being said, I, I think Trevor Lawrence will have a better rest of the season output. I think that offense is geared for that. After However, this week coming up, correct? Huh? After this week coming up, he can start getting yeah, yeah, Atlanta and London. Atlanta is different overseas. They're a completely different team. Kyle Pitts gets activated. It's great. Thing. <laughs> the Jags' um, home, home country is London. They played yeah. five games now. I, I think we're up there as well. Yeah. What? It seems like it. Yeah, because we played. I think we played Jacksonville the last time we played them. So that yeah. makes sense. So that's uh, I that came across that on Twitter. One of the fan tracks writers was uh, he posted that, and I was just like, man, it doesn't make me feel any better about playing Fields weeks one through three. But I I can't wrap around. I've not heard any slander for Trevor Lawrence, and I think it's maybe time that we do address that a little bit. That's scary. <laughs> Uh, and I think right now Trevor Lawrence is at uh, one of his lows. I'm not worried about Lawrence, but not for the I mean, rest he, of the year. Yeah, um, 
Yo, turn it on, baby. I'm a fan. I'm rooting for so, you. So here's here's a, here's my question to follow up that uh, statement you just had. Not worried about Trevor Lawrence. Why? Because of weapons? Or just the rest pure- of the year, I think the offense is better, and I think the coaching is better. And there's at least a track record of success for Trevor Lawrence. I mean, even when he had Urban Meyer as his head coach, he still at least produced. Um that being said, I mean, Fields, man, I it is I I think I like you know in Facebook you get those like I was marked safe from like this tropical storm. Well, like I'm proud to say I was marked safe from this like abusive relationship I've been in with starting Fields because I was able to trade him away after this week, and I'm I'm marked safe, guys. We're good. So we talk about so it wait so. Y- you're telling me you traded Fields? He gone. Oh my God! What you I, get for Fields? I, I can die. I can go. I can die a happy man. Yeah, I don't have to hear about Fields. this train no more. I don't want to air out that laundry. I'll, I'll tell it off camera. I don't want to. <laughs> you know, they listen. They're in the league. I'm. I don't need to make any enemies, but uh, I did all right. You did. Ken, you got Kenny Pickett, didn't you? <laughs> no. You got Kenny Pickett. Wow, he must. I knew it, baby. Either... I knew it, baby. That's what he's supposed to say. No. For the record, write it down, viewers. You so, got Kenny Pickett. I did not. So this guy is either a Chicago <laughs> fan, or he's drinking the Kool Aid that Fields is gonna turn back to his old self and start running the ball. Guys, it's it's yeah. three games. We weren't talking about Fields last year until week nine. I will say his next four weeks he plays, he doesn't, I think he actually doesn't play a top 10 defense in like, I think like six or seven straight weeks. Yep. So, I mean, he plays Denver this week. What? I don't know. I'm, <laughs> I don't need to think about it anymore. I don't have to worry about it. I don't wow. have to. You don't have to worry about it. But I brought this up last episode that they are going to have a cake schedule coming in. It's like last year. Watch the value on FanDuel, watch the matchups, you'll get him cheap, and then he's gonna he's gonna have his games, I feel. He's gonna get his flowers, like Teak says. I believe. Somebody else's problem and I will sleep so much better at night. I and I can't wait so. to hear this trade off air here. I mean not a bad trade for Kenny Pickett, Benny. I like it. <laughs> I would never do that. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, but moving on to the mailbag segment here. Let's get it going. All right, guys, we have another video submission here. I believe it's from Jeff Barnett. So let's run the tape and see what he has for us here. What's going on, Let Him Know Podcast? My name is Jeff Barnett, and I have two questions for you. The first one is, after week three, after seeing all the teams perform, which two teams from each conference are going to make the biggest push to the Super Bowl? And then the second question is, after seeing what Raheem Mostert has done the last three weeks in a row, scoring 13, 27, and 45 in most leagues, where do you think his trade capital is this season? Do you think it's high, or do you think people are going to start selling him low because they're not sure of what's going to happen with the backup running back situation in Miami? All right, guys, that was a two-part question. Uh, The first one we'll go over first here is, what two teams from each conference have the best chance going to the Super Bowl. Start with you, Badge. Uh, 
So, I mean, this for me, good, good question, um, Jeff. Is this Captain Ghost, by the way? I think it is. But um, easy for me. I mean, how can you not talk about a team that just scored 70 points um, without one of their best weapons, Jalen Waddle? You know, I mean, yeah, Tua, if, if Tua can stay healthy, I mean, look out for this team. I mean, that, that to me, the Bengals haven't been looking like the Bengals. The Chargers, we talked about them. They've been, that defense is a little sus. In the AFC, it's looking like all Dolphins. I hate to say it, but Dolphins in the AFC. Um, Who's your, who your second team for the AFC? To me, I'm going with the Niners. Um, the AFC, well, bud? Oh, in the AFC. Oh, I thought we were doing AFC NFC. He said two from both. Oh, two from both. Okay, sorry, I miss. I didn't hear the question, uh, Mister Captain Ghost. Um, second team in the AFC. I mean. To me, it's got to be the Chiefs. So <laughs> it's a no-brainer there. I mean, I think we might have a little AFC Championship preview and battle for the one seed. So, I mean, Mahomes, now they just signed the free agent. We all saw her. Taylor Swift, look out. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you got Taylor Swift on your team? I'm just kidding. But um, Kelsey, Mahomes makes everyone better. That defense has stepped up big. Chris Jones signing is huge. So, yeah, the Dolphins and the Chiefs are my two. So. AFC? Go ahead. We'll go down to AFC first, and we'll loop back around for the NFC. Perfect. We'll do so, it that way. I think that there is, without a doubt, you have to rock chalk. You have to talk Chiefs until they prove that they're not them anymore i mean i think uh even if they were a wild card team at the end of the year i you'd still have to consider them the top threat to make it to the super bowl in that conference um miami is just incredible man that offense is ridiculous um i think the defense is yet to be desired um but that being said if you can hang 70 make them make them make it attract me um also i mean the Bills, man, if they can get things really rocking, um, I know I really wasn't on board at the beginning of the year. There was a lot of drama coming out of there. and But, hey, man, when it gets snowy and it's cold and the fans are throwing snowballs, and it's a different atmosphere. It's a different environment. And if they got to come up there and win, then, you know, Buffalo's built for that. So I think that they could make a little end-of-the-year push and surprise some people. I think um, – I'm super concerned about Joe's calf. I think everybody is. It was nice to see Jamar finally get activated and come to life. Uh, Save me this week in fantasy. But, yeah, I think until proven differently, it's Miami and it's the Chiefs. And maybe, you know, I, I don't know. I feel like in all of our lifetime, the Patriots were in this conversation every single year. And... I, I don't know if it's PTSD, but I can't ever get Bill Belichick out of the back of my mind. So I don't know if they make a push at the end of the year, but I I definitely think it's going to be Miami and Kansas City for the foreseeable future this year. So, Teak, how are we feeling? Yeah, I, uh, you can't argue what Miami's doing right now, um, especially putting up those numbers like Babbage said without Waddle. But on the other side of the ball, we're going to get Ramsey back here. 
So Oh, I forgot about that. So Ramsey's still sitting on the sidelines as well, coming back. Jeff Wilson's coming back from injury here shortly. Um, so they're going to load up pretty nice. Um, and Tua, I believe, only has one sack on the, on the season so far on him. So they're doing a great job protecting the QB. I would like to see someone get in there a little bit more. I want to see how durable Tua is. That's the only thing that scares me about picking them. But they're going to be my first pick. Everybody's going Kansas City, as they should. Um, let me ask you guys. Point differential. Obviously, we know the Dolphins putting up 70. They have a 59-point differential right now between the teams they play. Guess the team under them, only three points behind them. Did Dallas? In the AFC. Oh. Then I don't. Is it Buffalo then? That's the Buffalo huh. Bills with a yeah. plus fifty-six. It's gonna be a great game this week. Buffalo's sneaky good, so that's gonna be a division matchup. I'm looking forward to it. So those are gonna be my top two picks. Um, just looking at those numbers, that that impressed me really. I thought Miami was in a league of their own. Um, but yeah, plus fifty six. It's it's a hard stat to look away from. <laughs> but moving on to the NFC badge. So I had a little spoiler, as you guys saw. Um, I'll start with them. I'm taking the 49ers. I mean, how can you not? Um, I think they're the best all around team in the NFL. Yeah, I know the Dolphins put up 70, but I mean, this defense is stout. This offense is stout. These receivers and weapons are great. Running back is best in the league. I mean, I'm going the Niners. I, I, I saw something today. It kind of like bugged me. Someone said Brock Purdy was overrated. How is this guy overrated? I mean, he's 8-0, 9-0 in his career. I mean, the guy does not turn the ball over. He's a game manager. He can make the big play. I'm, I'm a huge Brock fan. If, if um, anything, this guy is underrated. He was picked last exactly. in the draft. So. Exactly. <laughs> so that's why I saw that. I'm like, kind of confused me a little bit, but I'm going Niners. So should I jump right on my second team? Yeah, go ahead. What, what do you got All for right. us, sir? So I'm kind of like teeter-tottering here, okay? I got to go with Bainey. I mean, the Philadelphia Eagles. I mean, I know there was concerns in the first two weeks with the offense. They did look different. They looked like something was a little bit off. Jalen looked a little sleepy. He woke up last night. He looked like himself. I think they're just going to keep stepping up, stepping up, stepping up. That pass rush is unbelievable. I don't think any team can last four quarters against it. That offensive line is one of the best. Those weapons are phenomenal. I'm going with the Philadelphia Eagles behind the San Francisco 49ers. And when I meant teeter-tottering, I was going, we them boys. But I'm taking the Eagles, they got the edge in my eyes right now. Yeah, so I originally at the beginning of the year thought this was going to be a three-team race. Um, I have been saying that I thought this was the 49ers year to go to the Super Bowl without a doubt. Um, the team is just, I don't know if there has been a better built team 
in football for as long as I can remember. Um, I feel like every position on defense is completely loaded, got better. They got Hargrave. Um, the offense is just ridiculous. Um, CMC is everything and more. Um, Dallas, I thought was going to be better. I thought week one, it was the greatest defense to ever step on football field. And then <clears throat> they lost Diggs, and now they lose to the Cardinals. And I don't know. They're blowing up in the media after one loss, and I love it. It's great. Um, but, I mean, yeah, dude, it's the Eagles. Come on. Like, I – and the Eagles don't even look good. Like you said, Jalen woke up. He looked terrible during the Tampa Bay game. That was bad. You've been watching too much Kenny Pickett because that was <laughs> bad football. Oh, oh. terrible. Shots Whoa. fired. Dude, dude. Jalen has not looked good. He's looked slow. Like you said, sleepy I think is a great word to use. The media, the team came out and said he was playing with like the flu or something. A.J. Brown said he was sick as well. But I'm not buying it. The defensive line, however, incredible. Jalen Carter, everything and more. Because Jalen Carter, did you know he has more quarterback pressures than Aaron Donald already this year? He does. I believe it. I believe it. That D-line is no joke. Dude, they get the ball doing all that stuff. The turnovers, back-to-back, incredible to watch. Um, Yeah, hopefully that continues. Hopefully the offense does wake up. It's great to see the emergency of the run game. But that being said, I think the 49ers are going to be – Dude, I don't know where they lose in their schedule this year, to be honest with you. I I can't find it. Um they play Philly right around like Thanksgiving, Christmas time era. Um I'm not looking forward to the holidays. Eagles get uh Dallas, Kansas City, and uh the 49ers like right in a row. It's gonna be brutal, but that being said, I, I just I don't know. Hopefully Dallas keeps unraveling and Philly can just just ease into the playoffs. That'd be great. Yeah, and I, I meant Jalen keeps getting each week getting better, getting better, getting better. I understand. I, I get it. I just have I don't to think like, he's, I don't you, think he looks like he did last year by any means. Um and they all had the flu. They must have been smooching each other. <laughs> AJ Brown playing talkies. <laughs> he said he had talkies for the first time. You'll never. We're do cutting anything. into TK's time here. Is <laughs> <Well, laughs> the most smooching? Is the it's, it's the most important time there is is when I'm on. Just kidding. <laughs> I, I uh, agree. We we love you, and Sam, I love Tuesdays with the boys. Uh, Sam Fran would be my pick also with the Eagles. I think you guys cleared it perfectly. I just have no trust in. Like, Dallas has great defense. Don't get it twisted. Their offense is has a lot of weapons. They should be putting up, I believe, more points. Uh, they did put up more points so far than the Eagles, but I feel like they should be on that Miami level. I really do with those weapons. But I'm just not, not sold on if Dak can get it done. I'm really not. You I can't. Just, it sure so, repeats itself every year. So... I gotta go Eagles and Niners follow suit. Yeah, and I mean Dallas, I every every team I think we can all agree always has that one game where you're like, geez, they looked awful. I think Dallas's game just came early. I don't think they're bad. I think they're gonna make the playoffs. I think 
You know, I mean, I, I, I still believe in the Cowboys. I think they might be able to get it done, and it's going to be a battle between the Eagles and the Cowboys, and I'm excited to watch that all year. So. All right, moving on to the second part of his question here. Obviously, I believe this guy has Raheem Mostert if he's asking this question. Do you hold on to him? Do you trade him at his peak here? Badge, what are you doing with Mostert if you have him on the roster? So, I, I mean, if if you can get – if you can take advantage of this and trade him away, I would. I mean, I know he had a great, great game. I mean, phenomenal game. One of the best in history um, in a long time. But trade him away if you can, if you can get a lot for him, you know. Um, I mean, don't forget Waddle wasn't there. They got Tyreek Hill. Tua loves to pass the ball. Trade him. If you can get a lot for him and it betters your team, get him, dump him now, take Wilson, sell while you're high, you know. That's how I feel. I mean, you can probably take advantage of somebody out there who needs a running back. So if I had Mostert and I'm set at running back, like, I'm going to take as much as I can for him, as quick as I can. Yeah, I am uh... – I am a full-blown addict for wide receivers, and I think this year has proven that wide receivers are literally ruling fantasy football, and I don't think you're ever going to see a performance like this again from Mostert. Um, and that being said, Agent's back there just doing the same exact thing, and then we've been talking about Jeff Wilson. So I get his productivity has been good. If you're thin at running back, then you're just going to have to keep riding him out and hoping you get this week after week. However, I mean, there's a lot of leagues out there, especially deeper leagues where people are thin at running back and they might be willing to overpay for this guy and you got to take advantage of those guys. And yeah, I, uh, like I said, man, I have no problems turning a running back into a wide receiver and, and reaping the benefits. I mean, it's that's that's where I stand. I'm just not a big uh, big running back guy, especially the guys that are over 30 with leg injuries in their history. Um, yeah, it's a shame because I feel like we're kind of putting a lid on the fire for this Mostert nation. But the reality is, it's it's one week. If he's done this two or three weeks in a row, where it's just insane stat lines, then. Yeah, maybe it's worth holding on to because it's a league winner. However, 20,000-foot view, it's a 31-year-old running back with a history of leg injuries. So I uh, I think if somebody's willing to oversell, then I'd pull the trigger before they can sleep on it. Yeah, I'm going to follow suit with that as well. Um, even if you don't need a receiver, if you can get a, a higher-value receiver, maybe turn that guy into a running back, I'll go that route. I You get... The most value you can and trade it for what you need then if that's what it takes um just so i want to go through a couple players if you guys think you can get this value out of mostert all right yeah do you think jacoby myers absolutely i like myers truthfully so you think you can get that value with mostert i think that it depends on the, like, I hate to say, like, the skill level of the league that you're playing in and, like, you know, how adamant people are. Like, people are simple, and they, like, see the numbers. They see the big number, and they don't see the big picture. And I think people could get drunk off of this performance. 
and maybe make a trade that, like I said, they wouldn't if they would sleep on it. So, yeah. I Jacob Myers, all right. How about Michael Pittman? I don't know I'm if go- I'm going for Pittman. I, I would personally keep Mostert. I really um, over Pittman. Here, here's why. I'm not. I know hate on Pittman. I'm I big got on Pittman. I know I'm, he, I'm big he, on Pittman. I, I'm, this a, year. I'm a Pittman fan. I'm a Pittman fan. Richardson's coming back. He likes to run. He has not. Ha- he had two passes, two pass completions over 20 yards. He doesn't like to throw the ball downfield. I don't know if they're just using him just to get his confidence up right now, but. Let me let me cut in real quick. So Pittman didn't play week or uh, not Pittman. Richardson didn't play week three, right? Yeah, we week one and two. Week one and two. All right, just going off that. So when uh, Richardson wasn't in, he got eleven targets, nine catches for seventy-seven. That was week three. When Richardson was in, he got targeted week one eleven times. Week two, twelve times. First player to have eight catches. And three consecutive games, it's Michael Pittman. So when Richardson's there, he's still seeing those targets and those catches. Yeah, and like I said, I'm a I'm a Pittman fan, but I mean, you're saying he likes to run and throw the deep ball. Well, it's only week three too, so I can't really judge off that. Three's a trend that like we just, talked about, Bainey. It it is about trends. You still have to trend still up, have to trend make down. Up for- Still need to make up for what he did last year. I still need to see it. I just, I don't know. He had a, I think a you could give, I think right Matt now, Ryan. Yeah, he put up a Kenny Galladay season. It's obviously yeah. it's to, a total turnaround right now. I don't know. I yeah. think I would. I would ride. Wow, I can't believe I that. And honestly, I think right now you can get the way fantasy players play. It's. They're all they overreact. So I think you get more than Pittman all right, right now. Next guy. If you trade him now, Next guy, there, there's you, a lot of impulse. Do you think he can there. get Zay Flowers? I think someone would do that. I mean, we just saw Zay Flowers get traded for Cam Akers in our league. So, yeah. I mean, a guy who's big. hurt every year, a guy who's hurt every year, traded to a new system, Zay Flowers and Cam Akers got swapped so yes i absolutely think you can get zay flowers for him so just give you guys the full picture though the guy is stacked at wide receiver doesn't need zay flowers. he is he is loaded he is loaded so there is some implications what we we're talking about uh do you think at this point right now can you get higgins for moster dude i think higgins stock is as low as it's ever been i would do that and he's hurt. Oh, and then you obviously, you would, you would, yeah. Do you think you can get that, though? Obviously, you would do that, but, like, you think you can get that value? Absolutely. I think someone with Higgins would do that because if they drafted Higgins, they probably took him in the second and third round and need a running back. And like I, I said, say, these... if, they're thin enough, if they're thin enough at RB, I think they could get drunk off that number to make it make sense. If you pair that with Burrow injury, Higgins... Not starting off. I mean, he had that one big game for sure, but I don't know if you watched the other the Monday night game. I he was he couldn't catch a cold, so I don't know. Like I said, uh, people get crazy, especially this time if they're zero and three, probably getting a little panicked. That hits a little different than zero and two, but um, I don't know, man. 
people are crazy. Like I said, it just depends on the experience and the player level that you're playing with in your leagues. I could see somebody doing it, and I could see somebody definitely benefiting from it if they were able to pull that off. That's crazy. All right. Yeah, I just think Mostert, there, there's a lot of mouths to feed in Miami. I mean, Waddle wasn't there. Hill is going to – he's going to have over 2,000 yards. I still believe that. He believes it. We all believe it. Um, I would do that all day if I own Mostert. All right. Well, that wraps up that video segment. I hope that answered your question and gives you a better determination what you're going to do with them uh, down the line here. But, all right, week four stardoms. You know the drill. We're going to start with the QB position. We're going to work our way around the horn here. Tossing off the Baney. Who do you got at the QB position, Baney? Baney. So this is uh, going to be wild to hear, uh, especially if you're a longtime listener. Uh, Geno Smith is my start this week. Uh, as you mm-hmm. know, if you've been with us from the beginning, uh, he was my number one player to fade this year. And in my reason was for his strength of schedule at the end of the year. It's a gauntlet. However, he gets the Giants this week, and it's going to be awesome. Um, Dobbs, Purdy, Dallas blowout. That's what the Giants have produced this year from their defense. Nearly, uh, Geno's had nearly 300 yards passing in his last two games. DK and Lockett look incredible. Um, yeah, I don't know if there's really much else to say. I think Geno's going to carve this up. Uh, the game itself doesn't make sense at all. I don't understand how... Seattle's a point and a half underdogs. I, I don't understand anything about this game. I I just think Gino is going to pick them apart, and it's going to be a casual little 300-piece, possibly two touchdowns. So, yeah, Giants defense, horrendous. Going to get ran off the field again, and it's going to be awesome. So, badge how we feel. Yeah, I like the pick. I like the pick, Benny. Um so Gino, week one scared me. Not gonna lie, he keeps getting better. Week two, better. Week three, better. That quick release, phenomenal. Um, I like Gino because of his one-two punch. Kenneth Walker and Zach Charbonnet. I mean, that opened up. You got three stud receivers. I think Gino each week is gonna get better and better and better. And like Bainey said, this matchup against this Giants defense, they haven't been solid. I like Gino. I like that start. I like to start. I like to start too. Um, this week, like Benny said, down the line, he's run into a gauntlet with uh, Sam Fran twice, almost back to back. That end of the schedule I'm looking at is so. Play him now. Play him. It goes San Fran, Dallas, San Fran, and then he gets Philly, and then gets Pittsburgh, and then sprinkled in there is also the Browns, who are like the number one pass defense right now. So, end of the year gonna be rough however like i said in the fade video first four weeks you're gonna think he's a rock star this week he's gonna be a rock star it's undeniable this this week all right batch uh moving on to you who's the you be your start in week four here so my stardom um i mean if 10 man 12 man 14 man leagues you're starting this guy regardless unless you plan for it fandle Shout out. Give us a sponsorship. I'm asking you every week. My stardom is Justin Herbert against the Raiders. So the Raiders over the past three games been one of the weaker teams of the past. We all know that. I mean, made my boy Kenny look like a stud. Give me hopes my offense is back. 
I don't know if they figured it out yet, but that's another, that's another time. Um, I'm going to read you boys some stats. So, Herbert, in six games, career games against the Raiders, um, 101.6 passer rating, almost 2,000 yards, 14 PDs, and one interception. Six games against the Raiders. That's an average of over 300 yards, 4.6 TDs a game. This is a no-brainer. I'm paying for him in the FanDuel lineups, DraftKings lineups. I'm starting him in my lineup. If you got him, boys, I might even pull out the old deed, Herbert and the Raiders. I might get one. I might get one, boys. He owns the Raiders. No-brainer. Start him. I like the start. I think you're going to start him no matter what. Um. Just a little thing, too, which I just noticed. I'm looking at his stats right now. Every game, he's gone up a touchdown and 100 yards passing. Week 1, 229 and a TD. Week 2, 305 and two TDs. Week 3, 405 and three TDs. Like you said, he averages four TDs per game versus the Raiders. Can we see a 500-yard day from Herbie with four TDs? Could you imagine? Baney, I do have one more stat before you go. I left out. This is big. So, the Raiders defense, and I bet them, like you guys saw in the first episode, the Raiders defense allows 75% passer completion to opposing quarterbacks. So, I'm going to leave you guys with that, and then I'm going to pass the buck to Baney. I am so excited to be a Keenan Allen stockholder this week because... (laughs) He is going to get 20-plus targets. I'm saying 20, 22 targets, I bet, this week for Keenan Allen. And like you just said, that completion percentage for Herbert is just going to be surgical all game, and it's going to be awesome. But, yeah, like Teek said, you're going to start him every week no matter what. This week you're going to be a lot more excited to start him than normal. Uh, get your get your another deed uh, printed up there badge because – this dude definitely, he definitely owns this team. Uh, the Raiders are not good. Um, and I think they have a lot to prove and work on. Um, so I can see them just getting up and staying up, but also not really running the ball out because Joshua Kelly has been horrible. Um, so I think, uh, yeah, I think that they're going to be awesome. I think this is a great pick, great start. Especially, like you said, DFS lineups, you're definitely going to be willing to pay that price this week. That's that's a good little ad that you put in there. So, for my QB, um, I was going to do it for you guys. I wanted to get the shock and awe, but instead I went a different direction. It was going to be Fields this week. Can you pick it? Believe it or not, it was going to be Fields for me. I'm kidding. Because uh, I feel like this is the cake part of the schedule for him. But... I backtracked. I don't have faith in Fields, even though this would be the week to start him. I'm going Brock Purdy again. Brock Purdy looks like that offense is revving up his arm. Uh, Went from about 26, 27 attempts on average to last week, 37 attempts. That helps Christian McCaffrey a ton. You don't even imagine. That does take some snap count away from him, so the injuries will be lower, even though he does throw to Christian McCaffrey. But they're playing the Cardinals. I mean, the Cardinals didn't lay over like we thought they were going to, but they're still not that amazing team either. 
So I'm rocking with Brock this week. Uh, let me know what you guys think. Yeah, man. Rock out with your Brock out. Um, he <laughs> I is, love it. He's just, I mean, yeah. It's it's not going to be the prettiest thing. It's going to be dink and dunk. And it's going to be... <laughs> It's gonna be it's gonna be points. It's gonna be touchdowns. Um, everybody said you know he was gonna be able to maintain this two touchdown a game pace and all these stats. Um, but he's done it. Um, and I don't know if that's the Shanahan offense or if that's just him being worth every every dollar of admission because he's been the real deal. Debo's been great. Ayuk's been great. I understand he missed last week, but Ayuk is their best receiver by far. McCaffrey, without saying, that offense is just unreal, dude. It's like the Avengers, and Brock Purdy just gets to reap the benefits week in, week out. So, yeah, I think he's a little better than we all thought. And he came back from that injury um, a lot better than and a lot faster than we thought. Um, It's pretty impressive. I thought it was going to take a little longer than this for them to be firing on offense with him, but he looks great. And like you said, it's the Cardinals – if the Cardinals win this week, man, I'm I might put a future in because that's incredible to beat back to back those defenses. Josh Dobbs to the moon, but uh, yeah, I don't see that happening at all. I think Brock Purdy is going to be surgical, and it's going to be great. Love it. So when this team last year, Trey Lance went down, Jimmy G went down, this guy Brock came in. I'm like, dude, these guys are done. But I'm going with Bane. I'm going to rock out with my Brock out. <laughs> I, I fucking love that. I, I love that. So, um, I love it. Um, this guy surprises me every week. This guy's a baller. And I, I, I love it because I love the underdog. He was a last pick of the draft. Yeah, I love the start, Teak. All right, moving on to the running backs here. Danny, who's your running back going into week four? So I had a running back written down, and then I started watching the Monday night game, and then I crossed that running back out, and I wrote DeAndre Swift down. Um, I know I said fade the entire running back room in Philly. The reason being is we got no clarity. We had no answers. The coach was telling us something different every week. We get to week one. Rashad Penny is a healthy scratch. Kenneth Gainwell is supposed to be the promised guy. Boston Scott, yada, yada. And then Swift gets nothing in week one. Well, what's he done since then? He's ran for 305 yards in the last two games combined. That's a real stat. It's insane. The Eagles' offensive line is insane. It is just like, I don't know, man. It's historic what they were able to, what, how he's able to build. Um, Washington has given up 122 rushing yards to Denver, 168 rushing yards to Buffalo, and 96 rushing yards to Arizona. That's 386 total rushing yards. If you think any of those teams have a better rushing offense than Philly, you're out of your mind. Um, I could see this playing out where Philly gets up early on Washington and we just see a swift fest the rest of the game. And I would argue that this is the elite Kelsey and Swift duo in the football music world. Okay? It's, it's, it's this. DeAndre Swift has been worth that trade if this is all he produces. Because this has been incredible to watch. 
The life force in that team is completely different when he's on. They keep trying to give Gainwell the ball. It's just stop. Just give this dude the rock and just let him go to work, man. I'm I'm glad we finally have answers on what the roles are. I don't know if we were trying to ease him in, see if he would hold up. But, yeah, this is not your Detroit Lions Swift. This is Philly Swift, and it has been awesome. So I can see he's got 305 total yards these last two weeks. I wouldn't be surprised if he puts another buck 30 on that this week. So that's my start of the week. So I'm, I'm glad you mentioned with the Lions and Swift. I was huge on Swift last year. I took him in the second round in a few leagues. Um, seeing him healthy and running the rock is a breath of fresh air because I'm a Swift fan. I mean, the Eagles are number four in run success rate in the league. Eagles offensive line is number one, one of the best offensive lines in the league. I mean, I, I don't see how you can't start him. I just don't think that I know Chase Young's there. He's coming outside. I I don't mind the start at all. So, yeah, Swift, big fan, Philly, been running the ball great. So I will take that as a start. Deke? Yeah, it's actually nice to see him healthy, um, see him on the field. That was the big thing. And staying healthy, hopefully he stays healthy for the whole season. We'll see. But he is, and he's on the field, he produces. So, Dude. Hurdling a safety 15 yards down the field. I was the only one in my basement, and I swear the neighbors heard me. I was just going nuts. It was awesome. It was in that moment where I crossed off. I, I had Zach Moss. I had Zach Moss down. Guess what? He's gone. Out of here. Not thinking about him again. It's Swift. There you have it. Badge. Running back for week four. So my stardom running back um i know this guy's been up and down i'm going alexander madison i know we faded him i know baney's not a fan i see value in this matchup baney so let me tell you why so the carolina panthers have allowed 100 yards rushing to running backs and 50 yards receiving to running backs um coming off a Stalled week, fantasy-wise, against the Chargers. I like the matchup. I mean, I expect the trend to continue. Well, that defense is going to try and slow down J.J. They're going to focus on that pass. I think Alexander Madison could be a sneaky start here. I mean, I know Cam Akers is there. I don't think he's going to go in and take over anything yet. But I'm rolling with those averages. I'm taking the numbers, and I'm rolling with Madison this week with that matchup. It's great value. I know I have Alexander Madison and probably Um but I saw in week three I, I liked. I really did. They revved up his attempts. He averaged about nine attempts per game. They revved it up to twenty. So if you're a shareholder in Madison, that's a great sign. Hopefully that trend continues. He did have ninety three yards on the ground and he did a decent amount in the passing game. Five catches, had seven targets. I mean I'll take those numbers week by week he's for quit, Madison. He's quit fumbling, but yeah, I'm going that, with numbers that's here. That's the main concern, yep. I, I think my favorite thing I've seen since the trade was the, I think somebody had a tweet that Akers and Madison are going to have the ultimate mid-off between running backs. I can't think of a better word to describe this guy's mid. Um, he's a dollar general, Dalvin Cook, and it's only because he looks like him. He's a third of the talent. 
Um, that's all I really got to say, man. I don't know. I, I have a hard time evaluating talent of players when they go off against, like, the Chargers. Chargers' defense is horrible. Um, that's really it. I, I do not like this start, and that's because I just do not believe in him. If the Vikings believed in him, they wouldn't have went out of their way to try to get another running back in there, I think. Um, especially Cam Akers, too. I uh, think he's... I'm very low on him. Um, but hey, I uh, I trust I trust your judgment. You uh, you hit on these starts fairly high rate. I mean, this might be the week if you. And uh, yeah, I, I'll uh, I'll leave it at that. I think you do a good <laughs> job, and I think that this 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 could be his week. It could be. Maybe he finds the end zone. Maybe he secures the ball a little better. I, I can see it. He's, <laughs> And and again, I'm not I'm not going with the player. I agree with you, Benny. Madison is is a Dollar General guy, but he's gonna get fed. I'm going with the matchup. So numbers, numbers. That's the name of the game for sure. Pan- Panthers have been given up 100 yards. I think I think on the ground and 50 yards in the air. I think they they're gonna hand it off. So yeah, I agree with the with the Madison. I I don't think Benny was hating on. The pick per se, I think Bane just oh, no, I hates on I Madison. That bad. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's why that's why it, I said we all we faded him. Some people faded him. Um, I was kind of up on him with the draft, but then watching him, he, the guy can't hold on to the ball. I mean, he fumbles, and I'm like, dude, what are you doing? So I wish I had. I mean, career I, lows. He had career lows across the board last year, and then like they acted like they couldn't wait to move on from Dalvin Cook, and I just don't understand why. And I think from what we've seen so far this year, I, I get it. Like I say, and you're seeing upticks and stuff, but I don't know. I, and as far as that offense goes, the offense goes through Kirk and Jefferson, and they're 0-3. So, like, are you going to rely on Madison to get you a win, or are you going to rely on Kirk and Jefferson to get you in that win column? They've shown it in the past. They'll throw the ball 40-plus times, and whether they're up or not, I mean, oftentimes the defense, they're not up so they're coming from behind and the game script results in them passing but i don't know man it just depends what carolina team you're gonna get truthfully i you get the feisty one or you get a rollover layup and if they get the layup then yeah madison's gonna pound the ball maybe and yeah what you said is gonna play out i could see it honestly and teak's right i just i do not like the player but it sits and starts and that's matchup based and i think you made a good pick uh, moving on to my pick, another one I don't think Bane will like. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> battle of the Bane, no. Well, it is going to be the battle of the bads. I'm going, if he has to do anything, it's this week. I'm going Javante Williams this week against Chicago. It's the battle of the bads. And <laughs> on the guy on the other end, Khalil Herbert, I'm not a fan of either. Um, So this is the lesser of evils, per se. Um. Give this guy the rock, dude. I mean, he's averaging close to four yards per carry. I just feel like they got to feed him. I don't think uh, 11, 12 carries a game is going to do it. He's, I believe, a volume back or gets him going when he has more attempts. And this is the perfect week because there's nothing like a Chicago week to get an extra bye. Yeah, it's an extra bye week. Um, Yeah, I... Chicago is is terrible. Um, I don't get it, but 
Denver is also terrible, which, I mean, you're more than thrilled about because you're, like, number one anti-Sean Payton fan club member of the year. Um, <laughs> but that being said, hey, they like used to ha- said, Hey, just to cut you off real quick, they used to have the worst coach there in Denver. He's never gave up 70 points. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, <laughs> like you said, I think you phrased it correctly that, I mean, Williams, just give him the ball. Like, I mean, I know I made my statements very clear and my fades very clear on him this year, um, but you haven't really got to see him do anything. Like, they have not, like, there's been, like, halves where he just disappears. And to be honest with you, like, if their goal is to bail Russ out, like, I would think dump-offs in the running game is the way to do that, and there's not, like, at all. And I don't know if they're just trying to let Russ fail so he can just get his guys in. I don't know, but, like, yeah, I I don't know, man. I, I don't understand what is happening in Denver, and I could see this being your finally your Javante Williams breakout week. I could see it. I got a question for you boys. Do you boys believe in karma? Sean Payton talking smack on Nathaniel Hackett. I think that had a little bit to do with it. If you believe in that sort of thing, but in all seriousness, I think they're going to hand the ball off. I mean, I'm surprised people didn't get fired after this week. I mean, giving up. And I didn't think the Broncos defense was this bad at yeah. the end of last year. I, you, you know, that that's what sh- shocked me the most. I mean, the stats I saw were fairly good, and then they just gave up 70 points. So I believe to get that ball rolling, they're going to have to give the Rock hand it off. You know, I mean, Russ was trying to sling it, keep up with him, and just didn't work, clearly. So, yeah, Javante, I mean... I think he's going to have a game. All right, moving on to the wide receivers here, Benny. Who do you got at the wide receiver position? Yeah, so we're going to take a trip to the nursing home. We're going to wheel out our favorite uh, old relative, take him out, see the sunshine, you know, let him get the wind in his hair. Uh, We're going to Adam (laughs) Thielen. Yeah, waiver wire hero this week. That's who we're going with. Um, dude, I can't, uh, this guy was prepared today. (laughs) I I just, uh, I had a motto last year and that was start whatever wide receivers are playing the Vikings, whether that's DFS, whether that's your waiver wire targets, it's target whoever plays the Vikings defense because they're going to give up a crazy amount of pass yards. Um, Vikings defense, I think got worse. Um, and I, I, we're going to reap the benefits from it. Um, Josh Palmer. Okay, I'm trying to think of like a relatively skill set receiver value-wise that you can compare Thielen to. So third string receiver for the Chargers, Josh Palmer. Four catches, 66 yards, and a touchdown. That's 16.6 points for full PPR reference last week. Um, if you paid attention, you watched the recap episode we talked about. Thielen was a top five fantasy scorer last week and he got a monster amount of targets to do so i can see that repeating this week i think Thielen has 51 combined fantasy points in the last two weeks um and cap all this off revenge game everybody loves a good revenge game 
Vikings thought he was too old. Couldn't he keep it together? KJ Osborne was his replacement. KJ Osborne was terrible. They ended up drafting, you know, Jordan Addison. He's been great, whatever. But the reality is Thielen had 107 targets in that offense last year. And he's just getting blistered with targets now, especially with Andy Dalton there. Vikings defense can't stop a cold. I don't think that they're going to have an answer for him. I think he's going to run his little 8 to 10 yard routes and just eat all day. Um, Yeah, and if you run DFS, I think he and Andy Dalton are going to be a must-pair duo this week. And I think you'll be able to do it at a nice little budget that'll make roster-building friendly. So, yeah, not a name I expected to make a start list this year. I think he was written off before the year even started, and I think he has outperformed anybody's expectations. So, Thielen to the moon. Yeah. Great point, Benny. Um, so when, when I drafted this guy, everyone threw me my AARP card. And they thought I was nuts. But that veteran presence, and I think Andy Dalton actually makes him better to AARP card holders. Um, yeah, so I don't disagree with it at all. I mean, I like it. He oh. looks sick in that Carolina blue, too. You bring him in for a reason, and the guy looked like four, like Thielen from four years ago. So, yeah, give me I, that ARP card all day. I I like the start, especially when Andy Dalton's the one throwing the ball. Um, I think this is, to be honest, not a start if Bryce Young's there. Honest with you. Even though Minnesota's that bad at defense, I just think the pressure, they can't put pressure on the QBs. They don't have that depth in the DBs, I think, to hold strong. So, um, yeah, I like the pick. But moving on to my pick, this guy's been struggling. We talked about him in a couple scenarios already where you might trade him, but it's going to be at a low end. Uh, I called his bounce back week in week two. I'm going to go with him week four here, and that's going to be T. Higgins. Um, Injured? Sure, maybe. Uh, Drops? Yeah, we've seen it last week. Deserves a bounce back week. I believe this is going to be it. Uh, The Titans, on average, 29.3 fantasy points to receivers per game. So, and the target share is there for T. Higgins. Yeah. I one bad game for T Higgins is not a reason to run away from him. If you really were worried, you could say Burrow's calf, but Burrow seems adamant. He's playing whether that leg's hanging off or not. Um, I was willing at this point, I needed Jamar to score and win me my league this week. I was willing to cut my calf off and drive it to Cincy. Um, That's what I was willing to do. And I think, like you said, target share for T. Higgins, whether Burrow's hurt or not, he's still not scared to pepper this guy. And target share is, I think, without a doubt, the most important fantasy stat for a wide receiver. Whether it's leading to production or not, it at least gives you the most opportunities possible. So I I think it's a good start. Yeah, as a Steelers fans, everyone's talking about the Bengals. Are they going down? Are they not going to make the playoffs? I don't believe that at all. I mean, they're always a problem. 
Um, they're always a second quarter team, third quarter, end of the season. I mean, T. Higgins. Um, Can I just say something, Badge? 28. It, it, I just love how I have to, I pick an AFC North team and just struggling talking good about them. <laughs> I just see it. It's it it's hurts. Tough. <laughs> it's tough, dude. I mean, dude, look at my background. I got a fucking source <laughs> tattoo on my leg. It's tough, but we're talking fantasy. We want to make the boys some money. I'm not writing any of them off. I mean, the the Bengals. We beat them week one last year, and they ended up smoking everybody. <laughs> So I'm not writing Burrow, Burrow off. I'm not writing Teagans off. The guy has almost 30 targets in three games. I'm a big T. Higgins fan. I was bummed out when he got drafted from them by them. Um, I think he's going to have a big game. Burrow looked better last night. I mean, he looked more comfortable in some big clutch throws. You know, I mean, yeah, I'm a, I'm a T. Higgins believer. As much as it pains me to say, Teak. <laughs> All right, Batch. With the wide receiver position here, I know you thought I forgot about you. I didn't. Yeah, I thought you did. I was getting a little worried. But, <laughs> um, so, my stardom is very simple. He's playing against the Chargers defense. So, that's Jacoby Myers. Um, I just read to you um, Herbert's numbers against the Raiders. I mean... The Raiders are going to have to throw the ball, whether I know Jimmy G's in concussion protocol or not. They're going to have to throw the ball if they want to keep up with this team. I think Josh Jacobs is going to be out of the picture within the first quarter. They're going to be slinging the rock. Um, the Chargers defense is soft. Um, I think Jacoby's going to have a big day, and I think Devontae Adams can help that, fade some of that coverage. Um on paper, I didn't think this Chargers defense could get worse, but there were some injuries that happened. We don't know if they're going to play. I don't think air traffic control is going to be out there during the game. So I think they're going to be slinging the rock. And my start of the week for receivers is going to be Jacoby Myers. Bainey? It's a great pick. Um, we did our, uh, was it our breakout player of the year episode at the beginning of the year, and I think this is one player that flew completely under our radar he didn't make either of our lists and I think without a doubt he's running away with that possible title this year um I think he's outproduced any expectations set on him shattered his ADP value um yeah if they keep giving him the ball I think he's just gonna make fantasy owners really happy could be just a late late round league winner for a lot of people um, and this is a matchup where it, I don't think it matters who's throwing in the ball. I think we coined the phrase, what did we say? Um, Someone TK, has it didn't to. Matter if, it was, if it was a mini fridge throwing the ball on Mars to Devontae Adams, he was going to eat. Well, against this defense, it doesn't matter who's throwing the ball. Jacoby Myers is going to have a great, great week, great matchup, great start. Yeah, I like Jacoby Myers a lot. Um, but. Jimmy G is definitely a different type of quarterback than what they have back in a month, without a doubt. Uh, so that does scare me. If that's the only devil's advocate I would play on Jimmy G, because I think Jimmy G is doing fine fantasy-wise for these wide receivers out there in Vegas. Roll that ankle, too. Boyer the Destroyer, if they want to uh, go with him. Talking about I mean, ARP, like that dude is like... Uh, 37. Him and Dalton just went uh, 
They were just hanging out in the park feeding the the, the birds. The ducks. The birds. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. But moving on to the tight ends here. Baney. Who's your tight Good. end? You're starting. Four. You guys are peppering me with running backs that I can't stand. I can't wait to put this stress on you this week. I'm going Buffalo Bills tight ends. Okay? Ooh. I'm talking both of them. Knox, Kincaid, if you got them, start them. Okay? So Miami has given up 766 passing yards. All right? Um, bulk of which has gone to tight ends. Um, and... They have, what is it, 23 targets between the two of them. And if uh, if you take out Washington, they blew Washington out. So I mean, odds are they probably would have thrown the ball more if it was a competitive game. So I would say that target share could have probably gone up for either Kincaid or Knox. Um, and truthfully, um, Buffalo is going to need all the firepower it can get. We saw the 70-point performance. Everybody knows that. Um they're going to need these guys. They're going to need Kincaid in the slot. They're going to need Knox in the red zone. Um, I think that uh, whether or not you agree with the names, you have to understand the situation that they're going to be in and that they're going to need these guys if they're going to try to keep up with Tua and Tyreek and if Waddle's playing. It's it's just going to be a track meet out there, and it's going to be all hands on deck for Buffalo. Um if you follow my TikTok, you would have saw a different name. I did a waiver wire pickup for uh, Musgrave. I love his matchup this week as well. However, I think Knox and Kincaid are going to be a requirement to stay up with with Miami this week. So, interdivision rivalry. Who knows what you'll see? Uh, it could be a six to three game, or it could be seventy to fifty eight. Who knows? So, I'll pass it on to Badge. Badge, let me know how you feel. Bainey, that's funny you said that. I had that same thing written down. I had Buffalo's tight ends, but I, I did some. I found something else I wanted to talk about, but I had it written down. Um, I like I said, you, we talked about it every episode. I watch all these dumb Dolphins games. Not dumb. They were exciting last week, but because of <laughs> my wife just walked in. But um, her whole family watches the Dolphins games. They all hate Dawson Knox. Because he always scores a touchdown against this team. He always puts up points. And now you've got Dalton Kincaid to, to uh, defend. Um, she's still standing right here, making me uncomfortable. <laughs> but anyways, I'd I, I like to start. Buffalo's tight ends. So, great pick, Benny. I had it written down. Tate? I see his blood pressure just skyrocketing. As you all know, <laughs> I'm not a fan <laughs> of Dalton Kincaid. I you told you... To fade Dalton Kincaid, uh, and rather pick up Sam Laporta. I think Sam Laporta is the tight end uh, this year. Uh, it's proven well documented. Should be well, well documented. Well documented. I got a signed auto. I got a signed auto. So Knox, yeah, I can see a touchdown on Knox. It's like you said, randomly. It's, it seems like this is the game he always does. Uh, Kincaid targets were down. Big time against Washington. Uh, he only had two targets. Uh, same with Knox. In a game they won by 30 points. Yeah. Running James Cook. Yeah, and Knox had two uh, receptions as well. Uh, 
I, I don't know, man. Uh, Miami's not no pushover on defense. Yeah, they're going to need all the weapons they can get, and I feel like these big-time games, they're going to try to force it to digs like they always do. That's just how Buffalo's ran. Nothing's changing. You can see that. They drafted this tight end high. They're really not targeting him that much. So, I don't know. Um, also, like you're saying, not a lot, not a pushover defense. Um, I can agree with that. However, the offense just scores so fast that it seems like the defense is out there longer than other defenses. Like, Tyreek streaks, 60 to the house, two-play drive, 45 seconds, defense back on the field. Like, Buffalo is good enough to capitalize on those opportunities, but I don't know, man. I Like I said, it's just they need these guys this week. And if there's ever a week for them to step up, it has to be this week. Or else Miami's going to put them on a poster, I think. so. I'm excited to watch this one. I, uh, it's always a battle with these two teams. Uh, moving on to your tight end badge. So, my tight end. I'm going back to the Bay Area. A guy we all faded once again. And our boy, Brock, keeps impressing. I'm going with George Kittle. So here's why the Arizona defense over the past three weeks gives up double-digit targets to these opposing tight ends. Uh, Again, I'm going with the numbers. Um, Brock always seems to find that guy. So week one, it was Ayuk. He went off. Week two, it was Debo. And Kittle had, I think, eight receptions or nine receptions. Mm -hmm. Can't quite remember. He had nine in week three. Nine? Nine, Okay, nine. nine targets. Uh, what about receptions? Seven. Eight, seven receptions? Okay. So I think week three, it's going to be Kittle's turn. So, of course, if you combine that with CMC and that, I mean, it seems like week to week, even dating back from last year, Brock always hones in on one guy. And with this matchup against the Cardinals' defense, they love giving up these targets to tight ends. I love Kittle this week. I see a lot of value in it. I'm taking Kittle as my stardom this week. Yeah, um, I had Kittle on my top fade list on my episode, and that was just because he just is streaky. Like, you'll get weeks like you did the first two weeks of the season where he barely cracks five, and then Purdy just picks him and just hits him with every target on every drive, and then his fantasy value goes through the roof. Um... But that being said, it's like, it's just hard to pick and choose when he's going to give you this production, this value. And, like, then it's hard to choose because he's such an asset in the run-blocking game that I feel like he's basically just another, like, lineman out there for most of his, you know, play time. But, yeah, I don't know. If Purdy makes him his guy this week, then, yeah, he's one of the top tight ends in football. But if they game script it where they're going to run the entire game, then it sucks because he's fifth round value is ADP is 50. And then you basically just have a lineman on your fantasy lineup because he's just run blocking and then maybe gets one target. But Arizona, it's not really a tough matchup. So I think it's safe start for sure. Yeah, I like the start because uh, his targets are going up. 
Uh, week one, he had six, but dropped down to three. And this week, talent badge, it went back up to nine. So it looks like Arizona. I used it out too. That helped. Yeah, that did help. Uh, is he back this week? I think so. I think he's a full go. So with him being a full go, maybe he still gets five, six targets. Still good. What he does with them is to be determined, obviously. But I mean, yeah, I think Ayuk being back helps it. Now they got to focus on those two, and I think he's going to be the guy. But, Especially yeah. with that track record, uh, record with the AZ's defense. Yep. But I'm going with my tight end here. I hate to say it, but I know it's going to happen. This is I'll give you guys the play-by-play. I'm going to wake up bright, shining early to watch these Falcons <laughs> over the pond face these Jaguars. And I'm going to wake up and I'm going to watch them demolish these Falcons. I just It's playing out in my head already. It's going to be like a repeat of the Lions game. And I'm going to see, and this might be my prop bet. I'm going to go Evan Ingram anytime touchdown. Uh, Not a bet. You heard the prop bet, boys. This number, he's the number four tight end right now in the league. He's averaged, last two weeks, averaged eight targets, six and seven catches. No TDs. I think this is the week he gets his TD. And with a struggling offense there in uh, Jacksonville, I mean, Atlanta's defense, no pushover, but they can't rush the QB at all. Their sacks, I think they only have three sacks of the year, and that was doubled in one game last week by the by the Lions. I think they had seven. So Atlanta can't get pressure. Trevor Lawrence is a good QB, and he has the weapons around him. So I hate to say it, but this might be an anytime touchdown bet for me. Yeah, um, if you caught us at the very beginning, we did a little fun trivia thing, and uh, it, we discovered that Trevor Lawrence is struggling to start this year off. However, it'll be a get-right game. Um, what people like don't really talk about is how grueling it is to like go to London. It changes, you know, your sleep pattern, your times, like your workout times. You get off the flight directly from the flight. You go to workouts and do all this stuff. Um, Jacksonville luckily has done this year and year in and out. And like you said, I think Atlanta's played a game or two over there as well. But, like, they're ready for this. Lawrence has been through this. He's ready to go. Ingram was there last year, obviously. I think, uh, yeah, I hate to say it. I mean, I have a future on the Falcons. But I could see this being a get-right game for that Jags offense. And I, Evan Ingram is a crucial part in that offense. So, yeah, I, I definitely could see this panning out and you getting your prop bet cashed. So I'm going to go on the record here and talk about these two boys, Bainey and Teak. They put bets out there, and I want them to share them with you guys. We're putting this down as a prop bet, Evan Ingram, Anytime TD. These guys hit, and they don't like to share it. I'm trying to get them to share it. We got prop bet Bainey, or prop bet Poppy. And we got to come up with the name of Teak, but this guy puts bets out there, texts me, and I'm like, share it, share it. And he hits them every freaking time. So I'm walking that in as a prop bet right now, and I like to start. Um, the only thing with London, though, I mean, yeah, Jags go there a lot. 
but there is no home field advantage. I mean, Falcons been there quite a bit too, right, T? So, I mean, I think this is anyone's game as far as that goes, but I, I do believe that Evan Ingram's going to get a TD there. So, I like it. All right, but that does wrap up the tight ends. I hope you guys like the starts. I know, hopefully you guys tune in to the previous episode. Tomorrow, we're coming back again right at you with another episode of The Sits. Um, you know, last week, that blew up. We'd love to see the uh, reactions, the comments. Please, 60% of you are not subscribed to this YouTube channel. So you hit that subscribe. It is totally free whatsoever. Means the world to Benny and Badge. So smash that subscribe button. Catch you on the next one. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Let Them Know Fantasy Football Podcast. Join our community. Hopefully, we can get some Kyle Pitts over the pod too. Keep up with the episodes on YouTube, Spotify, or Apple Podcasts. Nine.